The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Verizon, the Week 16 Mega Picks Podcast. I can't believe we've made it this far. I can't believe the NFL has made it this far, Chris. And they're going to see it through to the end. We're just two weeks away from the end of the regular season we and the postseason. And uh, at least something has gone well this year because our picks, uh, straight up, were not bad. Against the spread, we're very bad. Best bets, we need a different title because there's nothing best about it, especially last week. Against the. Oh, two, and one. Oh, two and one for our best bets. Well, yes, uh, you know, it's it's hard. Against the spread, I don't think that record's all that horrible when we have to pick all the games. That That's the one thing that I'll say there. I mean, I've had people tell me, like, oh, you're dancing around 500 for picking all the games against the spread? That's not bad. I think anything above 500, you're really kicking butt. You know, like we've talked about before, some of these games – you couldn't pay me to bet on the game. I wouldn't bet on them. They're coin toss. It's who knows what's going to happen. But um, let's go. I'm ready this week, Mike. I'm ready. We're I, going. I sat down last night and was like, I've had enough of this bad best bets crap. So we'll see if uh, me sitting down and thinking a little longer and harder about it helped me out this week. We'll see. It won't. Spoiler. <laughs> Thank you. It won't. Thank you. Let's get into it, though. And as always, all odds are provided by PointsBet Sportsbook. And there is a Christmas present from the National Football League, a game that stood out on the schedule when it was announced in early May. Vikings at Saints, a rematch of last year's wildcard playoff game. The only difference is the Vikings are barely alive. They have a 2% shot at making it to the playoffs. If they lose to the Saints, they obviously are eliminated. Saints Favored by seven, over under Chris is 51. Who do you have in this? One? Well, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting on this football game. I wouldn't. I mean, I could see it being a three-point game. I could see it being a 10-point game. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go here. You know, ultimately, I am going to pick the New Orleans Saints to win the football game. I think they're the better football team. I expect Drew Brees to be better than what he was last week. I do. He'll just be more comfortable another week, a little healthier, getting reps, doing those type of things, seeing the field. But, you know, the Vikings, the defense for them, little all over the place. But I think the, the big thing for me is the Bears and their ability to run on Minnesota scares me with, the, with the, of course, you know, the, the, the New Orleans Saints. They still got a really good offensive line. I got to think they're underwhelmed by their run game performance last week against the Chiefs. So I think they're going to lean on that. And I still have a lot of faith in the Saints defense. I mean, I really do. I just have a hard time thinking this year, that like, like last year, that Kirk Cousins, the bootlegs, and the play-action passes are going to get the Saints. I'm going Saints 23-17. to 23 to 17, which means you are picking the Vikings to cover in this one, although picking the Saints to win the game. Yep. 
Look, you mentioned that Drew Brees is going to be maybe better or more comfortable. I don't know that a five-day turnaround after a day when it was clear that he was uncomfortable is going to make him significantly better. I think he's going to come into the game maybe with his confidence a little bit shattered, a little bit at least undermined. No Michael Thomas. He's on injured reserve. We saw what the Vikings were able to do to Michael Thomas last year when he had capped off one of the great receiver single seasons of all time with 149 catches. Now the Vikings secondary is different. The pass rush is different. Yeah. Daniil Hunter hasn't played all year. He wrecked that game last year and ultimately helped Minnesota seal the victory. I just think that for the Vikings, this is the game that is kind of like the Bengals win over the Steelers. We saw the Texans on Thanksgiving. It's that bowl game. It's that moment in the sun. It's that you know what, we're not going to be in the playoffs, but let's go out there and have one last great effort and 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 play just for the love of the sport. Play Even, even though this is the worst time of year to get an injury because you're going into the offseason, don't think about any of that stuff. Just go out and play football. Embrace the moment. That doesn't mean they're going to win. 27-23 is the score I pick. I do think the Vikings cover. The spread's a little bit too big for my liking. I could see the Saints not delivering that huge knockout punch uh, and you know, the more I talk about it, I'm thinking it's going to be 44 to 10. But I, I, I'm going to be optimistic that it's going to be a fun game to watch. Maybe go down to the wire. Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton, both Bill Parcells disciples, they know each other very well. I right. think they'll keep it close. It seems like they always play close. That's where I so 27, 23 Saints. Yeah, that's where that's where I, I couldn't give one team a blowout advantage or anything like that for the some of the things you just talked about. The familiarity there. Zimmer has shown the ability to know the rules of the Sean Payton offense and be all over that. So we'll see. And you're right. The Drew Brees angle is certainly up in the air. I don't know. I'm just playing the angle that another week of practice and things will make them look sharper. And I thought for a second there you were going to go Vikings. I thought you were back on. It was a love me week again, but I guess not. Still, I love you not. Sorry. All right. Saturday, three games. The day after Christmas gets rolling awesome. early with Tampa Bay at Detroit. The Buccaneers, nine and a half point favorites. Several Lions coaches likely won't be available for the game due to COVID-19 issues over under a 54. How many points, Chris, will the Buccaneers win by? I'm going to say 14. That's going to be the number I'm going to pick, 38 to 24. Uh, just the way the Bucks have played, you know, the last two weeks on offense. And, even you know, you heard me say the other day, even though the Falcons' first half wasn't bad, I mean, wasn't great, excuse me, I thought the approach was still on the right path, right? So between that, the week before, the way Brady's throwing the football, you know, their defense still scares me a little bit, certainly against Matthew Stafford and his ability to make big plays and do that. They just seem to have moments of every game where they're a little asleep for a quarter here or there, whatever it may be. But I think the Bucks are going in the right direction, and I think they're starting to really climb and maybe get towards their peak right at the right time. Bucks 38-24 on the road with all the issues the Lions got. We didn't talk about this earlier today on PFT Live, but Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers coach, had some very glowing, over-the-top comments about quarterback Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions, almost to the point where it was too much, to the point where if Tom Brady's not there next year, Bruce Arians would love to coach Matthew Stafford, almost to the point where maybe Bruce Arians would like to go coach the Lions if he's had enough of the Buccaneers. It just was odd, and and I just throw that out there because I was intrigued by it, and we saw how petty Tom Brady is yesterday with the shot that he took at Tony Dungy. He probably didn't like the fact that his head coach was speaking in such glowing terms. I mean, it really was too much 
of what Arians was saying about Matthew Stafford. At the end of the day, it's not going to matter. Bucks 31, Lions 20, and it could be worse than that. Not having these coaches available is going to be an issue. The day after Christmas, the Lions aren't playing for anything. They're just kind of finishing out the string. They got their one perfunctory win post the firing of Matt Patricia and the Buccaneers trying to get to the playoffs, still holding out hope of winning the division. Now, they'll know by Saturday whether or not they're still alive because if the Saints win, it's over. I I just like where the Buccaneers are now, and I continue to believe they are the team from the NFC that would be best suited to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that statement. I I don't. I You know, oddly enough, I think there's more teams that can be a pain in the butt for the Chiefs in in the NFC than there is the AFC just from a matchup standpoint. And, hey, listen, last thing before we move on. I think, you know, there's a good chance we don't see Matt Stafford in Detroit next year, that that marriage splits. I think he's going to be the envy of a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. You know, as we've discussed many times, Matt Stafford is way better than, you know, the common casual fan realizes. I think there's a lot more of a positive attitude towards him in the NFL because of the special things he could do. Sorry, let's go. All right. San Francisco at Arizona, the middle game on Saturday, exclusively broadcast on Amazon Prime, so uh, not going to be seen by a lot of people, most likely. Arizona, a five-point favorite against the 49ers, who are treating Arizona as their home away from home, over under 49. Chris, who do you like? Well, it's hard to buy into the San Francisco 49ers right now. I mean, they, they find ways to kind of shoot themselves in the, in the foot every single football game. So between that and now, okay, we're going to go back to C.J. Beathard as the starting quarterback and, and all of those type of things to where, yeah, I don't think he's going to hit the ground running and just going to like, oh, okay, I haven't missed a beat. I'm going to throw the ball all over the place. you know. So I think you got to like, you know, beware of a few bumps in the road there. And then I think the other aspect of this too is Vance Joseph, even last year, even though they lost both times to the 49ers, he showed a pretty good understanding of how to slow down some of Shanahan's staples in his offense. So I think between that, you know, the 49ers defense, solid but not special. And I think Kyler Murray and Arizona got their offense going last week. I told you I thought that a little more diversity and their attack on the offensive side of the ball was very encouraging. I'm going to go Cardinals 30-21. to 21. I got 30-23. to 23. Both of us have the Cardinals covering. It was back in week one when we first saw, hey, Cardinals may be pretty good this year when That's they right. beat the 49ers in San Francisco, and maybe the 49ers are going to have issues. Chris, I just think at this point you've got to look at the psychology of the 49ers. They've been away from home for Agreed. several weeks. They're not playing for a playoff berth. This is let's get this bleep over with and get out of here. I think that mentality is going to be impossible to keep out of the team, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo back at practice, but he's not going to play. Nick Mullins having Tommy John surgery. It's C.J. Beathard and Josh Rosen as the backup for this week and next week. And it's just get out of it healthy and get home and get back to your families and let's rebuild and regroup. I agree, for 2021 Mike. and maybe exactly. get a higher draft pick in the process. So, yeah. all right, 30 to 23, and it could be worse than that because the Cardinals are trying to nail down a playoff berth. Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders in the night game. Dolphins a three-point favorite. The Raiders need a win to avoid elimination. The Dolphins still have not clinched a playoff berth. 47 and a half over under Chris. Who do you have? Well, we don't know who's starting at quarterback, right, for, for the Raiders. I mean, we don't know. I think it's going to be Marcus Mariota. I think, Sean, I think that John Gruden, who's friends with Sean Payton, is taking a page out of his book from last week going, oh, that was smart that they let everybody believe that Taysom Hill was going to be the guy. So – 
I still think we're going to see Marcus Mariota. I do. I think this is a dangerous matchup, you know, for the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are the better football team, but the Raiders have some aspects to where they match up pretty well and can maybe be a pain in the butt if the Dolphins make one key mistake or something like that. You know, the Raiders, their offense, it's still good, as we know. Whether it's Derek Carr or Mariota, the offensive line, yeah, it's not as perfect as it was earlier this year, but I think the run game is still there and enough of a threat. And we know they got weapons on the outside to throw to there. So they're not going to be blown out of the water by this really, really good Miami defense. On the other side of the ball, you know, this is not a really, really good Miami offense, but it's a bad Raiders defense. We know that. And just the way... Miami has run the ball a little bit here lately, and especially with Breida being healthy. You know, I, I just look at that, and they didn't get to run the ball two weeks ago because the game kind of, you know, fell apart with them with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they had to come back and all that, but it has looked better to where I think they do enough, and the Raiders' defense just not good enough. Close football game, but that Dolphins' defense run game, Tua will make a lot of smart plays. I'm going to go 24-20 Dolphins. Yeah, I've got uh, the Dolphins winning as well. You have uh, the Dolphins covering by one. I've got 24-17. I'm not going to take the bait with the Raiders until they prove to me that that they're not fraudulent. And the past several weeks have suggested to me that they are fraudulent. And I thought about picking them to win the game. I thought, hey, maybe they will get it figured out. Hey, right. You know, as you suggested on PFT Live, maybe there's some sort of of a shell game going on here where they're making it look like Derek Carr is going to play and they're going to unleash Marcus Mariota. And thank you for pronouncing it Mariota. I, I don't want to name names, but my God, when he was playing last Thursday night, it's Mariota, Mariota, Mariota. Didn't we go through this six years ago? It's Mariota. How hard is that to remember? It's Mariota. It's, it's important to get people's names right. It's a basic level of respect that you can show to someone. It's Mariota. So anyway, Marcus Mariota, if he plays, I think that puts even more stress on that on that Dolphins defense. Yeah. And there is an oh, look, Mariota's due to make ten million next year. Carr is due to make nearly twenty million. And the Raiders get to choose. They have dibs. Do we trade Carr? Do we trade Mariota? And I think there's gonna be a market for Marcus Mariota, even if he doesn't play. And I can see why Derek Carr wants to come back and play, because the more he plays and plays well, Mariota does, the more you start asking yourself is Mario to the guy who should be the quarterback of this team? Yeah, I, I think that's probably a big part of Derek Carr's fear. You know, again, Derek Carr's played some really good football, but as you and I both know, at the end of the day, if you're not consistently going to the playoffs or, like, in the playoff conversation or in the, like, MVP race, I don't give a damn who you are, quarterback. You're going to be – they're going to be questioning it. They are, and uh, those questions are there. I do think he's played well enough to be the starting quarterback there again next year, definitely. But, uh, yeah, this is a little interesting wrinkle, you know, at the end of the season here. Maybe Mariota's going to be starting somewhere else then. All right, Sunday games, early games. Giants at Ravens, a Super Bowl 35 rematch. Ravens 10.5-point favorites over under 45. Who do you got? Well, I'm going to go with the Ravens, of course. I am. But I don't think this is going to be some blowout victory. I don't. You know, one – Joe Judge, other than going for it the two times last week, has managed just about every game the whole year perfectly. I don't know why that fake field goal and going for it on fourth happened last week against the Browns. I don't know that. But other than that, the Giants' approach to every football game has been the best possible approach for their team to win that game. That is such a New England-type thing. I do think with their big defensive line and their defense in general and the lack of pass game 
that's gotten better with Baltimore, but I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, it's a game changer quite yet. And then you got a guy like Blake Martinez in the middle who, because of the big people in front of him, he just never has anybody on him, and he gets to run around and just go run after the ball. I think they're going to slow down the Ravens' attack. I do. I just don't expect a lot from the Giants' offense. You know, yeah, they're going to control the ball a little, try to run, high percentage passes. I don't know what Daniel Jones' status is and all of that. But I'm going to pick Baltimore 21-13, to and I think it's, you know, fairly competitive football game throughout. Taking the Giants to cover, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I've got the Ravens 30, Giants 17. I just think the Ravens right now are in postseason form. The Giants aren't good enough to keep up with the Ravens when they're firing on all cylinders. The Ravens could still miss the playoffs at 11-5. and They are huge Steelers fans because if the Steelers win one of their last two games, the Ravens do get in at 11-5. and If the Steelers lose to the Colts, if the Steelers lose to the Browns, there's a chance the Ravens end up getting bumped out of the postseason at 11 and 5 so I think they are going to get to 11 and 5 and chances are they get in but it will be an easy day relatively speaking just because they're so much better than they've been they've gotten past the COVID issues and and they have things clicking and I think they'll win this one fairly easily Bengals at the Texans Bengals coming off the upset win over the Steelers Texans another heartbreaking loss to the Colts Texans favored by eight Chris over under 46 who do you got well I mean I'm picking the Texans to win the game I am I can't pick you know the Bengals yet as, as impressive as that was the other night I will say this I think they can keep it close because Houston can't run the ball all that well and we saw Cincinnati's secondary is for real William Jackson is one of those guys that's one of the five best corners in football or in that combo. You know, Jesse Bates and Von Bell at safeties are really did get a good combo. Bates is a phenomenal football player. So I think they can make life, you know, very interesting uh, as far as on the Texans offense. But, but ultimately, I don't really trust Cincinnati's defense or offense quite yet to move the ball consistently you know, on the Texas defense. I'm going Texans 27-24. I think it's going to be closer than that eight points, that's for sure. I'm taking one touchdown off the board for the Bengals, 27-17. Same score as they won by Monday night. They got their victory. They got their season capper. It's Christmas week. They're on the road on a short week. I think the Texans are going to want to get this W more. And the Bengals, there's going to be a certain amount of satisfaction. There's going to be a glow that is still hovering over the organization because they beat the Steelers. And even if they lose to the Texans, it doesn't matter. They beat the Steelers. Chicago minus seven and a half at Jacksonville over under 47 and a half. Who you got? Well, the way Chicago's playing on offensive side of the ball, it, it's changed their football team. I mean, the Bears, hey, I'm just letting you know if they play like this and look like this, like Chicago, Matt, Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky should be your quarterback coach next year. Don't change anything. You're close. The team should not be blown up if we're going to do this. Okay, so I just got to say that. You know, it really is. I mean, it's just mind-boggling why they didn't run this type of offense from the get-go. Okay, but it's improved their football team. The Jaguars, we know. I, I don't think they'll try to even win the game now that they have Trevor Lawrence in hand. I, right? I don't know how that goes. But the Bears are better, 27-17. Interesting dynamic here as it relates to the Trevor Lawrence pursuit because Doug Marone likely not going to be the head coach. They have Trent Baalke as the interim GM, but if ownership wants Trevor Lawrence, all they have to do is just ease the train into the station at this point, and I think they will. They're going to go with either Mike Glennon or Gardner Minshew. They're having a competition this week in practice to see who starts. I guess the winner gets a water pick, the loser gets fired. They're resting James Robinson. He may not play come Sunday. Uh, they're resting him in practice as of Wednesday. 
I like the Bears to win this one 31 to 17. I think the Jaguars really don't want to win at this point. They want, I believe, to get to uh, that number one pick that, uh, that they are in the process of earning. All right, next up. Falcons at the Chiefs, Kansas City, 10.5-point favorites. The Chiefs blew that, or the, the Falcons blew that 17 nothing lead over the Buccaneers, over under 54. Who you got, Chris? Well, of course I'm picking the Chiefs. We know that. I mean, yes. Well, I don't, again, I'm, I'm a little, this could be a best bet for me. 10.5 points, uh, I think that's too much. The way the Falcons' defense has been playing, you know, on that side of the ball, you know, plus – this scheme itself has shown to give little issues to this Chiefs defense. We've talked about that a lot through the years, right? This is that Seattle scheme, but but Raheem Morris has added a, lot, a few more wrinkles to it. And, you know, again, I, I think the Falcons are going to move the ball on the, on the Chiefs defense. I would be shocked if Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, and we don't know where Julio is, but, you know, I, he was close to playing last week, so I would think he's going to play this week. I'm going Chiefs 34-31. I think Atlanta hangs in there all game, and it's one of those where, yeah, the Chiefs are better, but they let them hang around for a long time, and the game's a lot closer than maybe we intended. This is an opportunity for the Falcons because this is one of those games where you can maybe catch the Chiefs napping, right? Christmas week, I, I uh, was it the, it was the Rams-Jets game. I referred to it as an eggnog game. This could be an eggnog game on the back end of Christmas where you've enjoyed the week, you've got the one seed sewn up. Yeah, you could you, you we're the Chiefs, right? Yeah, oh, it's the Falcons. We'll find look, they blew a 17 nothing lead against the the Buccaneers. We'll, we'll we'll find a way. Let's have some fun. Let's let him let's give him, let's spot him a lead to make it interesting, right? They may not consciously say that, but that's kind of the way the Chiefs are. So, you know what? You've caused me to change my mind. I don't like changing my mind Damn based it. upon your influence. But but I am no what yeah I I I, I am changing my mind thirty seven thirty I'm taking the Chiefs to win uh, I did have thirty seven twenty one but I am going to pick the Falcons now to cover you changed my mind damn although it. I may have changed my mind once I started talking about damn it, it. sorry damn it damn it damn it but okay and you know another thing to too we we didn't hit on this just for this game right you know we've seen we've talked about the Chiefs their pass protection Falcons have some speed up front, have been pressuring the quarterback. You know, they might be able to give Mahomes issues to where he can't scramble like we always see him do, and he gets hit a little like he did last week. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think this is a, a tricky game. I really do. This would be a great feather in the cap as well for Raheem Morris to try to become right. a permanent coach of the Falcons if he could beat the Chiefs. Cleveland minus 10 at the Jets, the juggernaut Jets on a one-game winning streak for the first time all year, over under 47. Surely you're not going to pick the Jets to win. How many will the Browns win by? Yeah, I'm not going to pick the Jets to win. And the one thing I would I, that's killing me not to know this right here sitting Wednesday before the game is Quinn and Williams and where he's going to be at in this football game. Quinn and Williams has arrived, um, Michael Florio, like arrived. You know, it's been good the last few weeks. I would say last week might have been the best game I've seen him play as a pro. He kicked the crap out of the interior part of that Rams offensive line. And same with Nathan Shepard, number 97 right? The Jets defense is not bad. It's not. It hasn't been bad all year. It's pretty good. It can stop the run. They play pretty smart on the back end where they don't let you make a lot of big plays and do things like that. I think the Jets can keep this game close. I do. Again, this Browns defense, I'm not sitting here writing letters home going, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen either. I'm, I, I think that I'm going, I'm going 23-20 Jets. I mean, Cleveland, excuse me. I didn't mean to say that. 23-20 Cleveland. 
but I think the Jets hang around and make this game interesting. There's something about the Browns where they don't stumble against the teams they should beat. Kevin Stefanski is earning coach of the year by keeping that team focused on the games they should win. They don't mess around with those games. The Jets got their win last week. It could be a little eggnog hangover for them after beating the Jets or the Rams rather and having that celebration. I've got Browns 24 to 9 and the Browns possibly moving toward an AFC North championship game week 17 against the Steelers. That's the last one o'clock game. Colts at Pittsburgh. Steelers home underdogs. Colts favored by one and a half over under a 45. Chris, who do you got? Well, um, you know, the Steelers defense still good. We know the Steelers are reeling. The Colts, you know, playing good football, but not great. You know, again, like, like we've talked about, I mean, could have easily lost to the Texans both times. I mean, easily. You know, that that's a, the, the Colts defense is not as good as I thought, you know, six, seven, eight weeks ago. You know, they're a little bit, Mike, a little bit like Pittsburgh where once their pass rush dies down, everybody moves the ball on them. Everybody. They can't, they're not very good in the back end. They can't cover, you know. So, you know, that worries me a little bit as far as the Colts defense. And on the offensive side of the ball, you know, I worry about any time where I go, Phillip Rivers might have to beat you. And I don't, I'm going Steelers get back on track in this game. I think the Steelers will slow down the run game. I think they're going to make Phillip Rivers and his weak arm throw the ball in Pittsburgh in the cold weather and all those. It's not going to come out of his hand clean and pretty all day. I'm going Pittsburgh gets back on track here. 24-21. I've got 23-21 Pittsburgh. Would damn you, it, I was what hoping did you, you were like pick sit the in the damn I room did, with I me did. today? What the hell? No, I, I listen, that's the score I picked last night when I Damn did it. it. I think the Steelers will find a way. I think Mike Tomlin is going to be riding them all week long. It will not be an eggnog week for the Steelers. They're going to regret that they've been playing the way that they have on Christmas week. They are going to be working hard, and they are going to be – look, they've reached rock bottom. The question is, can they dig out? And I think they are going to begin the process of digging out. They'll win the game. It's a shame. But I, I want – Sorry, Steelers fans, I want a Week 17 AFC North Championship game. One of the ingredients is the Steelers have to lose. I, I, I'm, that's where I have to set aside my rooting interest because I want that Week 17 showdown. We may get Steelers-Browns in the playoffs. We're not going to get Steelers-Browns for the AFC North Championship. I think the Steelers do win 23-21 to wow. for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. All right, we need to take a break. When we return, we delve into the late afternoon games of the 16th Sunday of the 2020 NFL season. PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Verizon, returns right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. PFTPM, Chris Sims on Button, presented by Verizon, the Week 16 Mega Picks Podcast. Let's get to the 4 p.m. Eastern games, 405 or 425, depending upon whether or not it's on a big platform or not. Denver at the Chargers. The Chargers coming off that big win over the Raiders. They are favored by three over under 48 and a half. Chris Broncos disappointing yet again. Fourth straight losing season for Denver. Who do you have in this? One? Well, this is this is a it's a coin flip game in a lot of ways for me. I mean, they played so close the first time around. Denver, uh, you know, found a way to win the football game in a game where, you know, in typical Chargers fashion, you know, they blew it. They blew a number of opportunities, managing the clock, all those type of things. I just look at, I just think the way Justin Herbert's playing, the way the offense looks, you know, the Broncos defense not being at total full strength. And then, you know, the Broncos offense, they're best when aggressive opportunities present themselves. And I don't know if those opportunities are going to present themselves against the Chargers. You know, the one thing about the Chargers is, you know, for the most part, they're going to try to keep you in front of them and not let up a lot of big plays and do that and kind of the bend, don't break type of offense. So I'm going to go with Justin Herbert and a defense that I think is just a little bit better right now. And I'm going to go with Chargers 27-23. Yeah, and look, the Chargers may be doing what they can to try to save Anthony Lynn's job. Vic Fangio isn't any isn't in any real danger. John Elway can't keep that revolving door of coaches going. And uh, I, I I agree with you. Christmas week, Chargers a little extra time to get ready. Broncos got got uh, humiliated to a certain extent by the Bills on Saturday. They're both just playing out the string, but maybe the Chargers hold out hope that if they finish on a winning streak, Anthony Lynn gets another opportunity. Chargers fans may not be hoping that, but Chargers players should be because you get a new coach. The new coach may not want you. It's always better to save the job of the current head coach or the interim coach because then you you have sure. a greater degree of confidence that yep. you'll be part of the solution, not deemed to be part of the problem. I've got the Chargers winning that game. Let me make sure I get it right here. Where is it? 31-24, Chargers 30, over the Broncos. Yeah, the only thing that scares me with that game is, is just that, you know, that we see the Chargers defense of a few weeks ago against the Patriots, and somehow they get overrun in the run game. But I'm just not willing to say that the Broncos are quite good enough to do that type of thing. Carolina at Washington. If Washington wins and the Giants lose earlier in the day, Washington will be the NFC East champions. Washington favored at home by two and a half, Chris. That's what that's what your friends call the Vegas doesn't know what the hell's going to happen line over under 44 and a half. What the hell's going to happen in this? I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I wrote down the score 1917 because I was so not even sure what team's going to win. I just wrote, I think it's a 1917 type of football game. And I'm going to rest on it for the night and figure out who I want to pick on the pick in the morning. I think between, you know, the Washington, the Dwayne Haskins crap, all of that. I think the Carolina Panthers have the type of offense and passing game that can kind of dink and dunk this Washington football team, you know, their, their defense and, and, and have a little success. Of course, I'm not expecting big time success. And, a, you know, with the Washington offense, I don't know what to expect. 
You know, I don't. I think Carolina is going to win this game as long as their offense doesn't mess it up. As long as Teddy Bridgewater or somebody makes bad turnovers, we see that's how, you know, Washington wins football games. If you kind of play it clean on the front side or on the offensive side, of Washington's offense isn't good enough to just go out there and win a game or do anything like that. I'm going to go with the Panthers. You know, we know it's Ron Rivera, uh, Ron Rivera revenge, three R's there. But let's not forget, too, that, you know, Matt Rule wants to beat the guy that used to that he replaced too to say like no it's my era now we we've started i'm going panthers 1917 yeah i think top to bottom of the organization they're going to want to beat ron rivera and and derail his opportunity to jump from the panthers to washington and get to the playoffs right away i've still got washington in this one 23 to 20 so i've got them barely covering i think it's a find a way game i mean they have found a way all year and i've been picking against them for weeks now now i was right last week when i picked against them to to lose to the seahawks but but i think that this is one where they take care of business especially if the giants lose as they should then Washington has that brass ring they can grab and win the division. All right, Philadelphia minus two and a half at Dallas. Dallas has won a couple in a row, beat the 49ers. We didn't expect that. The Eagles played the Cardinals really well and could have won that game. Either of these teams could still win the division based upon what happens in other games. Chris, who do you have? Well, listen, I'm not ready to let, you know, Dallas, yeah, they won two in a row. I mean, the 49ers basically said, hey, here's the ball. Here's the ball. Here's the ball. And what did the Bengals do the week before? Here's the ball. Here's the ball. Here's the ball. I mean, I don't know if you can really even say the Cowboys won the last two games. I just go, no, the other two teams lost the last two games, and they just happened to be playing the Cowboys. I, 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 the Eagles have found something. There's an identity to their football team. You know, there, there's a toughness to their offense that Jalen Hurts has brought with his running and – you know, throwing that's consistent. If there's somewhere to put the ball or a guy's open, he puts it in a spot where the guy can catch it. I'm not wowed by it and like, oh my gosh, look at these lasers, but it's effective. He's a football player and knows how to move his offense down the field. So between that and we know the Cowboys, you know, their defense, not good and stopping the run. And now with Jalen Hurts and that run game added to it, I just have no faith in that. And I still think the Eagles defense is a pretty damn solid unit to where they're going to be able to match up with the Cowboys and slow them down. So I'm going Eagles 20-17. to 17. Close game, but Eagles win a tough one. 27-21 Eagles for me. Yeah, Jalen Hurts really has brought a different element to that team. And look, depending upon what happens, I mean, if the Giants lose, if Washington loses, if the Eagles win, boy, it gets very interesting. Whoa. Come week 17 again, any of those four teams can still win that division. It could be chaos. If and, and, and chaos hinges on Washington losing. If Washington loses, we've got the chaos scenario potentially for week 17. Rams at Seattle. The Rams have handled the Seahawks very well in recent years. Seahawks a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home, over-under a 47-and-a-half. Chris, who you got? Well, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. You know, this is a, yeah, you, you know, the Rams have had the advantage since McVay has been there. The Rams are just all over the place for me. I, I'm like, I'm just sick of kind of, I, I'm sick of actually trying to believe in them anymore. I really am. And I just think one, two, the Seattle defense has gotten good enough here where I just go, I think they're going to slow down the Rams attack. And I, of course, you know, I don't have the confidence in Jared Goff to do anything special there. So between that and then Seattle, you know, I worry about their offense because the Rams defense matches up really well with Russell Wilson and what they want to do. 
But I do think the run game's more of a threat now for Seattle than it was the first time around. And they'll learn about how the Rams defended them the first time around with Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf to where maybe they have a little more success on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going Seattle, 27-24. Oh, I have the exact same score. Exact same score. Different outcome, though. Look, the Rams got embarrassed. The Rams got humiliated. This is a very, very bad Christmas week for Sean McVay. He will be tormented by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, and there is no redemption at the end of the day unless they beat the Seahawks on Sunday. He, they, they're good enough to do it. They did it earlier this year. They don't have to worry about the 12th man. There's no fans present. I think that he – now, look, they don't have Cam Akers for the game. He's already been ruled out with a sprained ankle. I don't think it matters. I think Sean McVay is going to put the fear of God into these guys and let them know they have no business being in the playoffs if they can't turn this around. They have no business being in the playoffs after losing to the Jets. I still think that they should change the rules and say that they should be disqualified from postseason consideration for losing to the Jets. And I didn't want to pick them because I'm pissed off, sorry, London, about the fact that – the Rams lost to the Jets when we made them best bets. We made them our Folsom Prison Blues pick. The one game, if we're lying dead in a ditch, the one game that we'd believe in. They blew that game. But I still think they're going to win this one because they blew last week's game and because they're good enough to do it. And we saw them do it earlier this year. The defense will carry the day for the L.A. Rams, Chris. Okay. I mean, listen, I could certainly see it that way. I, I can. Uh, I, I, I went. It's very even football game. I think the Seahawks are going to be pissed that the Rams have gotten the best of them for the last three years. And the way Jared Goff is playing right now, I just can't get behind it. I can't. I'm just going, eh, I'm taking Russell over Goff in an even matchup. That's how I look at it. All right. Uh, we have primetime games still to come and our best bets and our Folsom Prison Blues pick as PFTPM. Chris Sims Unbutton, presented by Verizon. <laughs> Primetime games for week 16, presented by Verizon. It's PFTPM, it's Chris Sims Unbuttoned. Two primetime games this week, Sunday, Monday. Tennessee at Green Bay, a great Sunday night football game that held through 16 weeks. Titans trying to win the NFC South. Packers trying to hold on to the one seed in the NFC. The Packers are three-point favorites against Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and company. Chris, you pointed out on PFT Live an intriguing angle here. Matt LaFleur, the coach of the Packers, came from the Titans. He was there for a year with Mike Vrabel as the offensive coordinator, so there's some familiarity there. Both teams have great offenses. Both teams have question marks on defenses. Could we get some sort of a special Christmas weekend shootout? Who do you like in this one? Again, Packers, three-and-a-half-point favorites, or three points, not three-and-a-half. And over-under, is it 56? Who do you have? Well, I, I think, you know, to what you said there at the end is what we're going to see. I, I would be shocked if we don't see a lot of points on the board and big plays. I really would. You know, on both sides of the ball, it's strength versus weakness. You know, that's where it's Rodgers. And that offense, I mean, these are two of the three highest-scoring offenses in football right now. I don't know if everybody realizes that. I was a little surprised when I looked at it last week going, whoa, okay, I didn't think I, I held them in that high of a regard. But the Packers against that Titans defense that doesn't have great pass rushers, and, of course, we see just about everybody torch them in the pass game. 
to where I go, oh, Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones out of the backfield and all that, they're, they're going to have a field day. They're going to score points, you know, left and right, no doubt about it. But the problem is, on the other side, I can guarantee that's going to happen too. I can. The Tennessee Titans offense is arguably the most explosive offense in football. They can rip off 70-yard touchdown passes and 70-yard runs unlike any other team I've ever seen. I've never seen really a team that's built through the run as explosive as the Tennessee Titans are. I mean, I really, I thought about this. I went like, really, have we ever seen a team built through the run who could throw the ball like this or at least even balance like that? And the only one I could really even think of, Mike, was like Peyton Manning, Edger and James Colts type offenses where, yeah, Edger could rip off a 40-yard run and, you know, Peyton could throw a 40-yard bomb to Marvin Harrison just as quickly. I think, though, you know, with that aspect, and I think I'm going to play the I favor Mike Vrabel in that Lafleur versus Vrabel matchup. And the fact, the, the biggest reason why, you know, Vrabel, they're a game plan specific type defense. And yeah, they're not super, super talented. But I think the Green Bay offense, which is good, don't, you know, you know, I think it's good, but not like, wow, oh my gosh, I've never seen concepts like this. This is unbelievable. We saw last week, Carolina brought them to a snail's pace in that game on Saturday night. I think that the Titans will be able to break down the Packers enough to where they'll take away some of the things they like to do. I'm going Titans, win the game on the road, 38-35. I've got 30-26 to Tennessee Titans winning that game. A lot yeah. of the same reasons you've discussed. I And, you know, the the, the Packers – are more prone to stepping in a pothole at home when they are facing a team that they should beat. But, and, and I'd like to think that they've addressed some of those issues with not having enough energy at the start of a game. They had plenty of energy on Saturday night. They were up 21-3 to at halftime. It was the second half when they fell apart. But I just think that the Titans, across the board, are the better team than the Green Bay Packers. Yes, the Packers are holding the one seed in the NFC, but the AFC is the better conference this year. Definitely. And I, and I agree with you. I, look, I, I think that this Tennessee Titans offense, when it's, when it's firing on all cylinders, is tough to beat. Now, they, they got overwhelmed by the Browns. They kind of stepped into a buzzsaw that day. They fell behind, and they tried to come back. But I, I think that with that division title hanging out there, and, uh, you know, the risk that they're going to fall out of the playoffs altogether. They're playing for more than the Packers. I think the Packers are going to get the one seed regardless. They can lose this game and still get the one seed next weekend. Um, and, uh, and the Titans, you know, at this time of year, when everything else is equal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skew toward the more desperate team. And the Titans are more desperate than the Packers. The Packers don't need this one as badly as the Titans do. You throw that on top of everything else. Yeah. 30, 26 Titans win. No, yeah, I, I hear. I think you're, you, you know, you said a lot of good things there. And, you know, the fact that, again, you know me, I've been saying it all year. I, I've always worried about that interior part of the D line for the Green Bay Packers. We've seen just about any team that's got somewhat of a good offense and a run game runs the ball on the Green Bay Packers. The Tennessee Titans are going to run the ball on the Green Bay Packers. You know, and I, I had a, like a, a few people question me this week where I saw like just, you know, like radio, whatever. They're, well, the Packers defense is better than what you talk about it. It's a top 10, you know, it's a top 10 off defense in football. Okay. I, you know, again, the Packers really haven't played any great offenses this year either. We talked about it. They've only got like, what, what was it, Mike? Two games, two wins against winning teams. You know, so it's one, not, one. 
So they're one and two against teams with winning records. Yeah. So that and it was the Saints early on when the Saints weren't even the Saints that they are now. So that's why I don't have great faith in that Packers defense. I think statistically it's overrated. And we've seen teams like the Minnesota Vikings and company a few, you know, a few weeks ago when they went up to Lambeau and beat them. Yeah, we got a little bit of a pass game and a run game. The Green Bay can't stop you. So I just don't trust the Packers. There's something about the Packers. I think we kind of said it all about an 11-3 football team just like last year where I just don't buy they're as good as their record. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I want to root for them. You know I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's the only elite thing they have on the football team, the truly elite thing they have. So doesn't this tell you that they're going to have a hell of a time in the playoffs if you have these concerns about them against one of the better teams in the NFL? No doubt. Are they going to have a rough time with the NFC teams? It, 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 to me, it's going to be about the matchups, you know? But we like, like last year, again, we saw them – the Seattle Seahawks coming to town, they weren't supposed to be as good as Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers had to make two or three unbelievable throws at the end of the game for them to win the game. You know, so, uh, yeah, it, I don't feel confident with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, even though they're the number one seed. I certainly don't sit here and just go, well, they're definitely going to the Super Bowl, or they'll at least be in the NFC Championship game. No, depending on who comes to town in, in week one, they could lose their first game very easily. Well, uh, if they beat the Titans, I may feel differently about that. But then yeah, I also right. may feel that the, that, that, that the letdown is still looming. It's almost like let's get one out of our systems and remind ourselves how it feels to be flat, how it feels to not have enough energy, how it feels to get beaten in a game that we think we should win. So they are on guard when it's time to play in the divisional round. And then whoever it is, it's the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers beat them 38-10. to 10. It's going to yeah. be a different setting altogether if it's Buccaneers at Packers. But Tom Brady knows a thing or two about playing in the cold in uh, January. He's made a career out of doing just that. Monday Night Football, the New England Patriots without Tom Brady, eliminated from playoff consideration by the Miami Dolphins. The Bills coming in as the new AFC East champions, first time since 1995. Bills are seven-point favorites. Over-under is 46 I think this one could get ugly for the New England Patriots. Chris, what's your pick? Yeah, well, I certainly am picking the Bills, definitely. I mean, hey, listen, you, you got them as the number two team in football. I, I, it's hard to argue that. They are. I mean, I, I think when you really look at it, you go, how, who has played better than Buffalo the last eight weeks of the year? Really? It's been really awesome football on both sides of the ball. And I know the Patriots played them close the first time around and Cam Newton had the fumble and all that. I think there was still the big game fear of Buffalo and it's New England. Like, I think that's all over. I think Buffalo's gone into a different stratosphere. They know they're a really good football team. Josh Allen knows he can beat really good football teams no matter what. Get on my shoulders if I got to be, you know, patient or throw bombs or scramble or do whatever. I just feel like this is a game finally where they're going to play the Patriots and just be like, we're not scared of you anymore. It's official. In fact, we're going to lay the smack down on you. We'd like to whoop your ass. You know, I really do. I don't think there'll be any fear. Patriots still good on defense, and they can still run that ball. But I'm going Bills 27-17, but, like, control the game throughout. There's never really a doubt in the game. I got 30-20 to 20 Bills. Same idea. It's a smothering. It's a slow death. Now, if the Bills have the chance to light it up, we can go back over the history of the Bills-Patriots rivalry and see when either team has an opportunity 
to blow out the they other will one. Light you they up. will welcome. They will. And 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 the Bills are not going to let up. And I think it's so critical. And I think Sean McDermott understands this. They have had three straight games now on national platforms: a Monday nighter, a Sunday nighter, and then that. Saturday afternoon, nationally televised game on the NFL Network. Right. Now they get another Monday night game. This is part of the preparation to win in January. Yeah. And they have the car going at full speed down the track. Now is not the time to take your foot off the gas. Now is not the time to ease on the brake. Now is not the time to think about keeping guys healthy for the playoffs. This is let's keep it going. Let's go get it. And if along the way we can kick the crap out of the New England Patriots, that just gives us even more of a lift going into the postseason. So I don't see a letdown. I think they're going to enjoy every second of this one, and I think it's going to be 30-20, to 20, if not worse, for the Buffalo Bills over the New England Patriots, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, see, it, I see it the same way, and uh, I, I hear you with the Bills. The Bills, I think you're, the, the greatest thing you said there was those primetime games and everything about it has transformed their team into, wait, we can play onto the big stage. We have the belief in ourselves. I think between that and those losses back-to-back weeks of the Titans and Chiefs earlier this year where they realized, wait, we might not be exactly where we want to be as a football team. I think all of those things have led to the Bills being able to puff out their chest and have real belief in themselves because they should of the way they're playing, what they've done on the big stage, and uh, just the direction their organization is going in general. Yep, uh, there's a new king in the AFC East. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we return, best bets and our Folsom Prison Blues pick. That tune that you're hearing is not Folsom Prison Blues. We'll be back with more PFTPM and Chris Sims unbuttoned right after this. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Verizon. Best bets time, or as the case may be for us, worst bets time. We were both 0-2-1 last week. We've pulled the lever on the slot machine the past couple of weeks, and we've agreed on the first two. We just haven't agreed on the third one. We'll see if we agree on any of them this week. You go if first. We, if, yeah, because yeah, you, you don't want to agree with me because it hasn't worked out well for us. I, I'll begin with the easiest one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers covering the spread against the Detroit Lions. The Lions, they're just playing out the string. They've got coaches not available. The Buccaneers trying to get their playoff berth. Tom Brady back in Michigan. There'll be a little extra kick for him. I think they are peaking at the right time. They'll cover the 9.5-point spread. I picked it 31-20, but I'm just trying to be respectful to the Lions and not say it's going to be 41-17. to I like the, the Buccaneers to cover. Yep, um, I, I hear you there. It's one of the ones starred for me, and I'm still not sure what I'm going to do there yet, so I'm not going to go there first. I'm going with the Chiefs. I mean, the Falcons, excuse me, in the Chiefs game. Uh, I, I am. I, I, just, I think they match up well with the Kansas City Chiefs football team. I don't expect them to win. But I think they're going to be able to move the ball on the Kansas City defense. And I think the way the Falcons defense is played, I don't think the Chiefs are just going to march the ball all over the field. So uh, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not going to be swayed by this this week. I've yet swayed of these my best bets way too much where I look at picks and I go, wait, I wanted to pick this game. And then we got into the podcast and I picked another game because of my explanation. I had this marked from the beginning. I'm sticking with it. 
All right, I'm going to stay on Saturday. Cardinals favored at home against the 49ers for all the reasons we discussed earlier. I think the 49ers are done. The Cardinals trying to get to the postseason, 30-23. to 23. The Cardinals win. The Cardinals cover the spread. That's my second pick. Yep, okay. That's, uh, I, I hear that one, too. I do. Um, I'm, I'm going to another shocker here. I'm going Jets. Yes. I don't think the Jets oh. are going to lose by 10 points to the Cleveland Browns. I don't. Again, I think they match up well. I think they can stop the run game a little bit. And that Browns defense is not special. And Sam Darnold and the offense have been shown some lives to where, yeah, if you're not a good defense, they can move the ball on you a little bit. So I'm going with the Jets to cover the 10 points. Bears for me as my final pick. The Bears uh, to cover the spread against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was torn, torn between the Bears and the Bills. Decided to go with the Bears, giving seven and a half at Jacksonville. That's oh, you got one more still. Can I do. Go first. Yep, go I got one more. Um, I, I'm going to go with an over and under. All right, I'm going to the Titans Packers game. I'm going with the over. I am. I, I don't give a damn that at 56. It's the highest over under of the week. That means they're expecting a 30-27 type game. I just think easily both teams score an extra touchdown on that. So I was going to pick right, the Titans, Folsom, but nah, I'm not going to do that. Folsom Prison time. Folsom Prison. Who you got? I'm going to go with Tampa wins, Bay over no the Lions. What. Tampa Bay over the Lions. Why did, then why didn't you make them your best bet? I, got I the don't Bucks know if they're going to cover that spread. All right, everybody, Merry Christmas. We'll see you real soon. See ya. Enjoy the games. Merry Christmas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.